You're listening to Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless, The World at Five. Air has to be contained. You can't fly through it. A container? How do you contain um, gas, LPG? You've got to put it in a, in a gas cylinder, a container. You know, water has to be contained. If water finds its own level, it sits flat. It doesn't roll around. There's no evidence that we've... You look around. Where, where have you seen? Where have you, it's like thinking, I oh, get a tennis ball, soak it in water, and you throw it, and all the water will just spin off. Is it? <laughs> and there's, oh, gravity. Gravity holds it. What a load of rubbish. Just nonsense. Things fall with things are more dense. They're going, to, they're going to fall. Things that float, you know, if you, it's, it's just, it's just the, the way, it's not gravity. That's just been invented to push the globe theory. Why? Because the God of this world is hiding God from you. If when you find out that the world is not a spinning ball, spinning at a thousand miles per hour, you realize, hey, we're actually, this was created for us. This is special. We're the center of the universe. There's no planets out there. We're not a planet. This is Earth. This is our world, and there's lots of worlds that God has created. This is one of many. We don't know where they are. Are they on the same plane? Is that why they won't let us go right into Antarctica? Eh? Is that what it is? We might, might go on. We might fly on and find warm water lakes. We might, because that's what Richard E. Bird found. In the 1950s, I think, a 1958 expedition, I think he had a, uh, an aircraft carrier with something like um, oh, well over a 1,000 personnel and aircraft. They changed the um, wheels on the aeroplanes, on the aircraft carrier to, um, you know, sort of skis. And they went out, and, they, and I've seen the footage there. Richard E. Bird, B-I-R-D. Look him up, Colonel. And he flew out over Antarctica, and all of a sudden, there was no snow and ice. There was warm water lakes. They tested, I think it was 36 degrees Fahrenheit, which is kind of cool, but it's still warm water lakes and all the minerals. You wouldn't believe it, the minerals. No snow, no ice. It just, uh, I don't know, it was vegetation, but it looked pretty nice. It looked like Canada. In fact, some people think it's fake footage. that It's just Canada, but no, it's not. And then there's the Valley of the Dry Bones, and some people there, I've, I've seen a video of someone there landing in a helicopter. There's no snow there. They reckon it hasn't snowed for 10,000 years, which is nonsense because the, the world, the world we, we only arrived 6,000 years ago. That's right. I believe the Bible's true. I believe that, that, that uh, those descendants, uh, I've worked it all out, figured it all out. There it is. 6,000 years. We won't make a liar out of God. You can, you can, you can shove your millions of years. That's just nonsense because... Nothing changes. Uh, Non-living matter cannot reproduce living matter. Huxley. Can't happen. And your millions of years and billions of years doesn't change a thing. There was nothing and then there was something. No. All of this came from something. Just use common sense. It's, it's um, uh, you know, um, for every effect, there must be a cause. So what caused that? If I drop my pen on the table, what caused me to do that? My 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 mind, well, my fingers opened up and dropped, and the pen dropped. It's gravity. That's not gravity. That's just the weight of the thing going down. <laughs> Nothing to do with gravity. It's all rubbish. Anyway, I've, I've gone off on a tangent. Um, twelve minutes, twelve minutes away from eight. 
And, uh, oh, we'll get, we'll get back to the news then. Here we go. All right, and forget about that because you're talking about flat earth and you'll lose everybody. <laughs> I, I had one guy who goes, Oh, it was good. I enjoyed listening to you. You got some really good stuff. And then you started talking about flat earth and, oh, and you lost me. Yeah, well, you need to open your mind, mate. You need to open your mind and um, know that there is um, a lot more. Uh, the, 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 the people that, are, that, are, that believe this, uh, not as silly as it's uh, not as silly as it's uh, I couldn't believe it. My friend, he's a plumber. He told me, "Oh, now someone, uh, uh, Alan, Alan, is it Al- Alana Moss? I wish they put some spaces there, put in, so I can read it and put a capital or something, so it's easy to read." Um, she said, "Also, listen to Poppy. Uh, please use Twitter instead of Facebook. Thanks." <laughs> okay, <laughs> Patrick is on TNT claiming that Europe exported war and violence to the Middle East, laughing, she's laughing out loud, he doesn't know history of war between Arabs and tribes, no he doesn't, no, he is, um, sadly to say, he is an anti-Semite, is Patrick Henningsen, um, he hates the Jews, uh, although he won't come out and say that, uh, he says he hates Israel, he hates the, the government and all that sort of stuff and doesn't like what they're doing, and I think there's a deeper thing there, you know, thinks of the Rockefellers and, you know, the Protocols of Zion and all that, but Zion just simply means uh, Zion on the rivers of Babylon, you know, Boney M, where we sat down, we remember Zion, Zion is the name for Jerusalem, and I, you know, we've got Christians here in this country that I know that don't believe that the Jews that are in the Middle East there now, that they don't believe that's a fulfillment of prophecy in 1948 when the state of Israel was formed. They don't believe that's a prophecy. Uh, but it is. It says, I'll gather you from the four corners of the earth. Talks about it all over the New Testament. It's riddled with it. God hasn't done away with them. But what they've done is they've using the Roman Catholic teaching of replacement theology, and that's what a lot of them believe. Christians now, they, don't, they say, well, you're of the synagogue, but you're of the synagogue of Satan. You say you are Jews, but you are not. But um, Jews doesn't mean to say you're just from Judah. Because Paul said he was a Jew. And he was from the tribe of Benjamin. So all Jews from all the tribes, all the 12 tribes are Jews. That's what they're called now. And yeah, Jewish or Jews, that's what they are. And their homeland is Israel. All of it, much bigger than it is now. All of Gaza belongs to Israel, according to the Bible. From the river Euphrates to the Mediterranean Sea, from almost uh, northern, you know, right up, right up through, um, you know, Lebanon. All of that, all of that is will be that that when God, when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and sets up His millennial reign here on earth, it will be huge. It will go down right down to northern Africa, and yep. That's what Israel is going to be huge. And so when I see people in 2005, when I saw that prime minister, I think it was, I forget who it was, ended up going to hospital. I think he was in hospital, sort of in a coma for years. <laughs> the guy that allowed the, the Jews to um, give, give away that land. They gave, they gave the flippin' terrorists, the Muslim terrorists, uh, the Arabs, they're not Palestinian, no such thing as a Palestinian. It's just an invented term by Yasser Arafat and others. Um, they're not Palestinians, they are Arabs. Um, anyway, he gave them, they gave them all that land back, and they evicted settlers, and that was against God's will, because the Bible says, I'll gather you from the four corners of the earth, and all through the Bible, like I've said, Ezekiel 36, he hasn't done away with Israel, the Jew. They are still God's chosen people. And people say, oh, rubbish, rubbish, you're talking rubbish. 
And it's because you've been indoctrinated by Roman Catholic teaching, which has gone through the charismatic movement, because the charismatic movement was invented by, by Rome. And Rome is the enemy of the Lord's people on earth. And it's called replacement theology. And when they see the word Israel, they say, now what that meant, God's done away with Israel, that now refers to the Roman Catholic Church. Of course, they don't tell you it's the Roman Catholic Church, do they? No, they do not. But it's the Roman. That's what, when they say the church, they mean them. Because the Pope is going to be, one of those popes is going to be the beast. He's going to be that beast that forces you, that tells you to worship the other beast and receive the other beast, the political leader, his mark. He'll come out of the World Health, World Health Organization, or he'll, he'll be running the United Nations, and I believe he'll be running the European Union. He'll be running that ten kingdoms. Now, we've got lots of countries, but that, that doesn't, the Bible says kingdoms. And so, but three will be ripped out, roots and all, and then we've got this, this Antichrist, and I believe he'll be a homosexual Jew, who doesn't believe in God, the God of the Bible. Or he does, but he's been, well, probably he doesn't, because then he becomes the leader of the entire world. And I'd say that he'll be the head of the European Union. The Europeans, that is going to be the, that is the next major world empire, all of Europe. And the United States is going to be part, because it's not mentioned. I can't see anywhere where it's mentioned, the United States. People say, oh, that's Babylon. That's rubbish. That's just not, don't believe that stuff. Don't let people spiritualize the Bible. Read it for what it says. You can, you can believe it. Um, I better go back to the other side, because I'm, otherwise I'm going to miss the news from TNT. So I'm just sitting on over here. So that, and that's half the reason why I haven't been reading any newspapers this morning, because not, I'm not organised because I've got to keep an eye on that. Otherwise, I, I miss those miss those guys. We've got Craig Murray, author of um, Broadcaster with Patrick Henningsen. You know, I, he's just, if you go and listen to him, you go and have a listen to him and pop over now and listen to him. And you'll see that if he's talking about Israel, it's always hatred, hatred towards the Jewish people. And, um, you know, and I call him out on it. But, of course, if I was working for TNT, I wouldn't be able to because you can't dob in your own, uh, your own people that work with you, but that's one of the things that I like about TNT Radio. They've got people there like Mike uh, Morano. Um, we've got the um, uh, hang on, I'll just go. I'll tell you who that's if I can remember their names. Um, TNT, who have we got there? Um, Steve Hook. You know, I mean, just to give you an idea of Steve Hook. Um, have a listen to this from Steve Co- Steve Hook. TNT Radio's Steve Hook. I want to talk about some reporting that's been going on, some very irresponsible knee-jerk reporting, I think, has been happening uh, concerning the quote-unquote rocket fired from Israel that hit a hospital. Uh, New York Times jumped on this. Washington Post jumped on this. Hell, the Wall Street Journal even jumped on this. And they, needless to say, so did CNN, MSNBC, and the rest. And they all just immediately accepted this is what happened uh, before any of the actual facts were known. You want to know how you can spot an anti-Semite? It's very, very easy, folks. And I'm not here to defend one side or the other. I'm just here to defend the truth. But it's pretty easy to spot an anti-Semite. Look for people that will accept without question any propaganda coming from Hamas or inside of Palestine. And those same people will doubt any and all news coming from Israel. That's a good sign. I ask you, does anyone with an ounce of common sense believe that Israel would intentionally target a hospital in Gaza when they're surrounded by 
by people that want them all dead. If you answered yes to that question, I think Israel would do that, then that's a sign that you might be, if not anti-Semitic, certainly not very intelligent. Steve Hook on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we under... Whoops, yeah, that went on a bit, didn't it? Hang on, pull that back, stick it over there. That's good. I love my. I love what I'm doing here. I love all the little gadgets. I'm getting better at this. Um, four minutes too, I think, isn't it? Yes, uh, four minutes away from news at eight o'clock. Um, I tell you what, I could do. Uh, and, you know, I can't actually. I can't actually. Re- I can't do what I used to do because when I used to, I used to just have. Um, I, this is how I used to take the, the news from wherever. I'd have the mo- a, a mobile phone going on streaming, and then I'd push this little button, and then it would go in my ear. But I could hear it, but you couldn't. And that's how I knew that the news was coming up. But now it's all visual because I'm doing it this way. But I've got to figure out a better way to do it. So maybe, hmm. yeah, and I thought, oh, maybe I can just take the news like I normally do, just audio. But then I thought if, um, if I have the video up, then the, this, the lip syncing wouldn't work, would it? So we'd end up seeing, um, you know, that wouldn't, it wouldn't, they wouldn't, wouldn't work. So what I did was I just put it in OBS. And I, OBS is a very pedantic program. It's very hard to use, but, but it is very powerful and it's all free. Um, and so, yeah, if you're really thinking about doing this sort of stuff, I mean, OBS is marvelous. But I mean, I, I put off doing it, using it because it was just so difficult. And I was using all these other options, you know, that you can get online. But now this is the way. It's um, fantastic. I can, and um, Vinny Eastwood too, he's sort of, um, showed me a few things as well, but I'm just learning my way there. Oh, I could go back on. Um, I could go back to um, get Facebook going again. That's right, get them going. I only do it because I've got most of my friends are on Facebook, so it sort of alerts them, and then they go over and they stream. So there we are. We're back now with um, Facebook, so it'll come up again, and and, then, and there'll be a, a you know even just five seconds of a record. Um, it'll end up being um, giving me a what do you call it? They 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 take the music out and then I write them later I send them my app prof, um, documentation said I'm allowed to uh, go out on, on FM which we are FM as well as um, um, simulcast I'm allowed to do that and uh, but they never no one responds so because you're not talking to people well, you're talking to some uh, machine aren't you some AI some artificial intelligence yeah but, so, but it says nobody there now and no one will see it anyway um, even though I've got quite a few things about two and a half Thousand and one and eight hundred plus about a thousand people following, but they never see my stuff on Facebook. It's a waste of time, and so I, that's why Rumble. Even though I've only got ninety people there, I think ninety-one at the moment, and um, I just do it. Yeah, there's just a few people there. Hey, thanks guys for coming. In. I'm I'm happy. Look, if I had just five people every day, and I was just talking to five people, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy just to just to. I hope I'm. I hope you um, enjoy listening to me. And um, I hope I bring you a bit of joy in the morning. My daughter said, you, I, you, you depress me sometimes when you start raving on about, um, you know, new world order and, um, and all that. Oh, now look, I've got to go back to, um, I've, I'll get the hang of this, guys. I will get the hang of this. So I've just got to keep an eye on, um, how do I do this? How do I keep an eye on it? Because they seem to be late. So it may mean that I, that I go in and we pick up the last bit of... Um, of everyone's show, like we've got, it says Julian Assange, the ICJ, will justice prevail? They're talking about Julian Assange with Patrick Henderson at the moment over there. And uh, yeah, I don't agree with his position on Israel, but um, he's very interesting, very intelligent, 
And uh, so that's him, but I don't agree with it because um, I know the Bible promises us. If you, uh, I think, I can't remember where, uh, Genesis 12, 3, I think. It says, um, he who curses you, him I will curse. And those who bless you, him I will bless. Something along those lines. My, it's my translation, the Grant Edwards version. So God will bless you. If you bless the Jews, which I do, I love them. And I've been, I've been standing up for Jewish people since I was six Seven years old, when the, when the Six-Day War broke out, my teacher made me stand in the corner because I said the, that the Jews are God's chosen people. This evil cow, this old fat, I don't know whether she was an Arab or whether she's a Nazi or whoever, but she hated the Jews. She said they, she told us kids, seven-year-olds sitting in class, might have even been six. I don't know, how old was I? When did the Six-Day War break out in 1967? What month was it? I was June. I was born 15th of June. 1960, so um, it was 67, so I would have been, you know, going on seven. And um, she said the Jews should be pushed into the sea. They have stolen all the land. So she's not a Christian, but of course at, my, at that age I knew, I knew all the Bible stories. I went to Sunday school, didn't I? And I knew that it was their land and that they were pushed out of it by Titus, ahead of the Roman legions in AD 70, and that God promised to bring them back into it. I know that. I believe because I believe the Bible. That's the difference between me and most Christians. They don't believe the words they they use the Bible, but they don't believe the words that are written on the page. They believe what someone else tells them they mean. And that's a really bad way to go, guys, because when you do go before uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to be the judge. The one that some of you use as a swear word on a daily basis is going to be your judge. (laughs) And then (laughs) you're going to look like a right Charlie, aren't you? When you stand there and he says, you know, why, and you Christians too, so-called Christians, you know, so-called Christians that don't believe the words, the promises that God has for Israel. We're going to be grafted in to the, the olive tree, but into Israel, speaking about Israel, but we are not. Here we go. News coming up now. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, it disappeared. Recapping some of the news that shaped the past week, I'm Matt Boyland. There were extraordinary scenes in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday as Metaboss Mark Zuckerberg stood up during a fiery Senate hearing on Capitol Hill and personally apologised to parents in the audience who said Instagram had contributed to their child's suicide or sexual exploitation. The apology coming as the chief executives of five of the world's most popular social media firms were summoned to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee over concerns they failed to do enough to keep children safe online. You didn't take any action. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't compensated a single victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? Zuckerberg, who runs both Facebook and Instagram, stood and turned to address the families seated behind him, apologizing on national television. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing industry big efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. 
It's the eighth time the Facebook and Instagram boss has been called to testify before Congress. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham telling Zuckerberg he had blood on his hands from a product that's killing people. While Texas Senator Ted Cruz said Instagram was connecting pedophiles to accounts that are used to promote images of child sexual abuse. This material wasn't just living on the dark corners of Instagram. Instagram was helping pedophiles find it by promoting graphic hashtags including hashtag ped whore and hashtag preteen sex. Instagram also displayed the following warning screen to individuals who were searching for child abuse material. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices, get resources or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? In other news, a former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan was sentenced to another 14 years prison on Wednesday, this time for retaining and selling state gifts when he was in power. His wife was also charged and convicted in the case and received the same 14-year sentence. The news coming just 24 hours after the popular former Prime Minister was jailed for 10 years for exposing state secrets, namely that the US was complicit in his removal from power in 2022. He's also been barred from holding public office for the next decade. The XPM's back-to-back -back convictions and combined 24-year prison term coming just days before the country's general elections. He maintains the charges against him are politically motivated and has vowed to appeal the convictions. This is not a trial. This is just a drama. There has been no written order in both cases so far. We will challenge this decision and seek suspension of convictions. In brief, Russia and Ukraine carried out their largest ever prisoner swap this week, with each side releasing 195 captured soldiers on Wednesday. US Air Force personnel in Iraq were told to prepare for war in Gaza, ordered to remain on standby in case they are needed. And South Africa called on all nations this week to cease funding and supporting Israel's war in light of last week's ruling by the World Court. This has been Matt Boyland with your weekly news wrap. I'll be back with more at the top of the next hour. This is a TNT Radio Encore. If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. Fantastic. All right, it's six minutes past the hour of eight o'clock and you are here at the World at Five with me, Grant Edwards. We're now going to uh, check out the weather forecast. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place with this. Let's look at the extremes first of all. Mahia, 20.5 degrees. Wauru has the coldest and it's always pretty chilly in Wauru. Wauru, 8.9. The Castle Point has the is the windiest place now, but it's uh, wind has eased off. It's, it's a beautiful day, I think, for most of the North Island. Castle Point, 43 kilometres of wind and Milford's sound has 8.8 millimetres of rain so it's really pouring it's been pouring all morning uh, temperatures right across the whole country all up in the double digits apart from Waiuru uh, where else is there looks uh, pretty much like that double digits for everybody really uh, but that's pretty high isn't it Mahia that's out on the east coast there just south of Gisborne Mahia Peninsula that's where um, that guy uh, rocket labbers and uh, they're not they are not a, um, a they are they are not doing space explorations they are building rocket engines they've got a very you know the rutherford they are they're doing warheads basically they are doing the pro propulsion for warheads for the u.s military that's what they're doing that's what i that's what i believe how do you prove this stuff i don't know it's just a, just a gut feeling <laughs> 
The Lord told me. No, I don't. No, I don't know. I, that's what I think because I, I believe that, that they can't get into space. There's a terrarium, and I actually think that um, just normal aircrafts they take photographs of all the time, and I think they're the ones doing the um, the photographs, and then Google map it all together in a program and give you that that fake image of this ball that we live on. <laughs> Apparently, I believe Gleason's map is the most accurate map, and the Mariners found that. Um, they found that, and with GPS, people go oh, global positioning and all that. GPS, do you know it just it basically just goes on to what they call dead reckoning. I think it is. It just sort of guesses because when you fly out right out to the Pacific, um, everything is all land based. You know, like they've got Tuvalu. I think there's a um, there's a what they call it a satellite, but really it's it's a, a terrestrial one. It's a, a land based um, terra firma uh, there. And, and why, if it, if we really, if it really is, the satellites all over the place, real, real ones, um, you know, flying around the sky. You think you see them, but are they really what they think? Are they balloons? <laughs> Massive balloons, the size of American football stadiums, apparently. These balloons that they let off from Antarctica. Go on YouTube, look it up, see the balloons. And they've got little satellites underneath with all the solar panels and everything underneath. Massive thing. They have to launch them on massive trucks and run along the ice and get up to speed so they can actually get the things launched up into the air. Is that what we're seeing? Is that the reflection of the shiny, massive balloon zipping across, you know, at about 60,000 feet? I don't know. Can you see? I I can't even see an aircraft at 30,000 feet. (laughs) So how would you see a satellite that's supposed to be all that far? How would you see it? Even if it was shiny, you wouldn't be able to see it. It's too far away. You can't see aircraft at 30,000 feet. You can see the vapor trail from the condensation that the aircraft um, the engines put out, but you can't see the um, you can't see the aircraft itself without binoculars. I mean, some, at forty thousand feet, which is, well, they go up at thirty five thousand, don't they? They're not allowed to go higher. I wonder why. I wonder why they can't go higher. The higher they go, the less fuel they use. Oh, maybe maybe that's because that's where the um, the fake satellites are up there flying around, and and they don't come up on radar twenty four or whatever it's called. They don't come up on that because they're up out of the. You know, they <laughs> can't get them. But anyway, if it's true, why are we still laying cables in the ocean from one country to the next? Why is that happening? Wouldn't you? And then, you know, have you noticed that your Sky TV, they say, oh, it, um, oh it's because the satellite, you know, and the weather. And yet, no, no, it's because the Sky TV doesn't point up to a satellite. It points out to a land-based. That's what it does. And they go from one to the next. These like microwave dishes or something like that, whatever they are. That's what Sky TV is. It's not Sky. It's not in the sky. Your Sky TV goes under the cable and marine and submarine cables. And then it comes up and then it's beamed out on the flat earth from one satellite station which is mounted on Earth up on a high part of the a high part of a, a hill somewhere all over the well just like cell towers. The cell towers are doing cell phones, but they're also doing satellite as well. You look at them carefully. That's why there's all this. They've got so many things on them. Eh? It's not just a, not just for your cell phone. You don't need all that. It's more than that. Uh, and then when you're watching Sky TV, which I don't, but I, you know, you speak people. I have done. Um, and then if it's a really bad weather, it's you know it doesn't get it because there's massive amount of rain between between where the um, satellite dishes that's shining to your that pointing to your, you know, the satellite tower, the cell tower, which has got satellites on it for Sky TV and others, it, it comes to your dish. You know, and your dishes don't point up in the sky, do they? <laughs> they point up to the hill. That's where they point. 
It's just rubbish, folks. It's just rubbish. Do some investigation. And why? Why? Because the devil is hiding. He's the god of this world. He's hiding that the, the earth the way it is. Because if you knew what the earth was really like, you would know that there is a creator, that this was made for us, that we are the center of the universe, and that we're special. And there is no aliens from outer space. There's devils. The new versions call them demons. There's devils. They are fallen angels. They've lost their bodies. When they were cast out of heaven, a third of them followed after Lucifer, who's now called Satan. Many names, actually. Satan, the devil, the, God, the uh, man of perdition. Lots of names. The God of this world. That's what he is. He is the God of this world. Why? Because Adam lost his kingship. When he disobeyed God, only he, there was only one commandment. Don't eat that fruit off that tree. You can have anything else in the garden. And I reckon he's only there a week. <laughs> because, because the devil was cast to this earth. This earth. It was void and without form, but this was, this was him. He was cast here. And, and God, what did God do? He put Adam in the devil's territory. The devil was the god of this world. And then when Adam came, when Adam created man on this earth, created this beautiful earth, well, you know, it was void and without form, then he made it into what it is today. Uh, and then the flood sort of messed things up a bit. But then, um, um, just lost my train of thought there. I hate it when that happens, don't you? Um, he, yeah, he lost his... Uh, then when Adam sinned, Sorry, when God put Adam here, he said, I will give you dominion over the earth. So he became the king of the earth, not the God of the, well, it was small g, but he was the ruler, Adam. And he had, he was, he lived forever. He didn't need to eat. Why? Because he was uh, immortal. And the Seventh-day Adventist says only God is immortal. Well, we're going to be immortal. We're going to live for, for eternity. If you believe the Bible, we'll always live. So, you know, so obviously, you know, the context of that is, I mean, God is, but then he's create, he created these beings, and because Adam and Eve didn't die, there was no death. So if there's no death in the Garden of Eden, and then when he broke that one commandment, don't eat of that tree, then he said, otherwise you will die. Surely you will die. And as soon as he did it, listen to his wife. She ate it first. He saw that she had changed, probably because all their blood went pink. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they were filled with, um, maybe they didn't have blood. Maybe it was light. I don't know. I don't know. Because we know that when we, our bodies are changed, we're going to be flesh and bone. Jesus was flesh and bone. But he was incorruptible. He didn't have corrupted blood when he came to earth he had blood but it was pure but then after i believe that we're going to be um flesh and bone and powered by light maybe i don't know i don't know but it won't be corruptible because it says this incorruptible will take on sorry this corruptible will take on in, incorruptible and that's handles messiah that's the lyrics to handles messiah which they get from first corinthians chapter 15 you can read it there about what's going to happen. And also, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 
tells us that we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. Hang on, I might be getting confused. That's First uh, Corinthians 15, I think. Yeah, I have to read it again. Anyway, but basically, we are, the people that are living are going to be changed, so they'll have no blood, no, no corruptible, no corruption. We won't be able to die ever again. And it says the dead in Christ, those that believe the Lord Jesus Christ, died, buried, rose again to save them from hell, to pay for their sins. Those people rise up from the dead, and then we meet them. Because I know we do. Why? Because I think they'll go like this. They'll go, this is, what, this is Barry Smith. They go, oh, hello, mum, dad, nana, granddad, come in. Tea, coffee, or Milo. <laughs> used to laugh when he used to say that. Quite funny. Um, and then he, he, he thinks that they could be around for 40 days. Like when the Lord rose up, a lot of people, the graves opened up, and a lot of people came out, Old Testament saints. The Lord brought with them. And it was 40 days after the resurrection before he went back to heaven on the cloud. And we're going to go the same way. We're going up on a cloud. The Bible says, The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. Not in Jerusalem. And then what happens? Then we go to the judgment seat of Christ where we have to give an account for everything that we've done since we've become a Christian, since we've believed and we have to give an account. It's not going to be a pretty time for most of us. Not going to be a nice time at all. And then after that, once we've been purified at the judgment seat of Christ, it's not the great white throne judgment. That's where the dead go. The dead know nothing. Let the dead bury the dead. What did Jesus mean when he said that? Those that are spiritually dead, let them bury the physically dead. He said, come and follow me to the fishermen. Flippin' fishermen, imagine them. <laughs> Didn't go to the priests, you went to the fishermen. Just ordinary people. That's why, folks, the Bible is just ordinary. It's there for us. It's written in ordinary language. One and two syllable words, very few, very few hard words in that King James Bible. Very simple, very easy to understand. Don't let it, just study it. Some things are hard. You know, Revelations is a bit hard. Um, but... It's probably more like I find I sort of over complicate things in my life as since I've grown up, and then as I've now that I'm older, I look back and I think, gosh, it, it wasn't that complicated at all. It was a bit easy, but I thought it was more complicated, and that's why I didn't do very that very, very well at school because I always thought that the answers were more complicated, and really they were just simple. But I didn't. So I was actually more intelligent than I thought I was. Um, yeah, so it's just very simple. So you don't have to listen to these false cults like Seventh-day Adventists, the Mormons, um, and even the charismatic movement. So many, the charismatic movement is invented by the Roman Catholic system to destroy Christian, Christ, the true Bible-believing Christians, to destroy it, to take away your authority on the Bible and to put it onto these people that are so-called faith healers, and they are supposed to be, you know, the anointed ones. Just rubbish. God sits in the heaven and laughs. He laughs. That's what the Bible says. He laughs at us. And he laughs at them. He laughs at Klaus Schwab and all the other idiots. He laughs at, you know, people like Benny Hinn, is it Benny Hinn? And, you know, Gloria, uh, what's the name, the Copelands. I mean, they're, they're just, these people are just demonic. They are run by money. The God of this world. And they, their Jesus is not the Jesus of the Bible. They say it is. They preach the same thing. And they, they use the Bible. All of the cults use the Bible. But their God is not the God of the Bible. Their God is money. And they've got a false God. 
And the Bible says, thou shalt have no other God before me. And yet they've invented their own. We do that. We can invent our own. Jesus, oh, Jesus loves me. <laughs> Does he? While you're, um, you know, shagging someone else's wife. I don't think so, mate. I don't think so. The Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. Didn't say he's angry with your sin. He's angry with you because you're the one doing the sin. It says uh, he's angry with the wicked every day. And he said he's, um, he hatest. God hates the workers. New versions don't say that. That old King James does. That's why the Christians hate the King James Bible. That's why everybody hates it. Because it tells you the truth. It, it really whips you. It says he hates all workers of iniquity. He hates sinners. People say, oh, but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yes. Yes, but did that mean that he loves everybody? I don't think so. Why would you send people you love to a place of torment, eternal torment. Well, of course, the Seventh-day Adventists don't believe that it's forever, do they? They can't get their cotton-picking mind around that one. They'll soon find out when they've been there for a thousand years and still still thinking, gosh, why did, why did we try and add to what Christ has done on the cross by telling everyone they had to keep the Ten Commandments in order to be saved and they had to you know, not, do, not, not meet together on a Sunday? They call, they call us Sunday keepers. We, Bible, we Christians, true Christians don't keep any day. Every day is a day of rest. We just, it's expedient for us to meet on a Sunday. It was the day the Lord rose from the dead. It was the day that the, um, the Holy Ghost came at Pentecost. It was a Sunday. Paul's first, uh, the Lord's first, um, uh, Lord's had his first um, communion after his death was on a Sunday on the road, you know, uh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, all the Bible verses, they all, uh, all the stories get jumbled up as you get older, I'm finding. But anyway, um, yeah, now I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, let's look at the weather, and then I better go. Gosh, we've gone way over, way over. So we'll do the weather, and we'll, um, maybe I'll jot down some things next time, and I can talk about them properly. So we've done the extremes. Now, the short forecast for all of the North Island, uh, fine weather apart from areas of morning cloud in the west. Uh, Nelson, Marlborough, and Canterbury, fine weather today. It's going to be fine and warm. Buller, Westland, often cloudy with rain at times about southern Westland, partly cloudy elsewhere. Otago and Southland, mostly fine, warm weather. Fine and warm, with but scattered rain about Southland and Clutha this morning. In Fiordland, periods of rain with some heavy falls. Uh, for the Chatham Islands, mainly fine. The extended forecast for Tuesday. Weather for Tuesday, fine for most. Rain for Southland, Fiordland, Southland, Westland. Cloudy periods and uh, isolated showers for Otago and North Westland. On Wednesday, rain for Westland, Fiordland, Southland, Otago, reaching South Canterbury later. Generally fine elsewhere. Thursday, rain for Westland and Bullet, easing. Showers for Southland, spreading up to eastern, up the eastern South Island, reaching Wellington later, and mainly fine weather. And sorry, fine elsewhere. And on Friday, showers about the eastern North Island, early showers for Canterbury to Marlborough, clearing though later in the day, mainly fine elsewhere. And the extended forecast for the Chatham Islands, fine with northwesterlies on Tuesday, and that's going to take you right through until Thursday. It's going to be northwesterlies, and then showers uh, are happening on Thursday with a fresh southwesterly change late on Thursday. That is news and weather. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm tired. I feel like I because I haven't had coffee today. All I've done is talk. Cause, and it was all because I decided to put video on Rumble, <laughs> or, you know, on my OBS program. And so it's much it's much easier just doing radio. I've got to tell you, I don't know how Counterspin Media do it. 
with all the you know with all the editing you know and they've got to you've got to put your lippy on if you're a girl and um which is oh don't get me talking about that why do they do that um why do they put paint on their face <laughs> what are they trying to do what are they trying to do? don't if you're not ever if you're not selling don't advertise that's what i say i don't think women should put anything on their face uh yeah and i suppose you're looking for a husband aren't you that's what you're doing let's be honest about it you're looking for a mate just be honest that's why you wear lipstick but why do you wear lipstick when you're married? <laughs> of course, mate, your husband, you know, you should, you should, what you should do, instead of putting your lipstick on in the morning before you get, get in the car and go out to work, which you shouldn't be doing anyway, you should be home looking after the children, and he should be, make him go out to work. That's how it should be. Uh, and give him the responsibility of providing for you and, and the family. That's the man's job. Good grief, I don't get me wild up now. And um, why do you put your makeup on before you leave the house? Why don't you put it on when you're coming home in the car, in the drive, would stop and put it on so you look lovely for your husband when you come home. You want to look nice for him, don't you? Why are you looking nice to all these other men that are out there? That's why women shouldn't be out in the workforce. That was the downfall of my marriage. My wife went out into the workforce. That was the end of it. It's like a dog off a chain. <laughs> Not that I kept her on a chain. It's just that she was so happy being a mother at home. And you know, you know what she said to me not that long ago? I just wanted to be a mother, about, oh, you know, quite a few years ago now, but she said, I just wanted to be a mother at home. I thought, oh, right, well, she should have, should have done. I sold my company, went into, a, a, I think it was a five-year restraint of trade. I wasn't able to trade being a publisher um, because it was sold to ACP Media, a fairly big Australian conglomerate back then. Uh, uh, what's his name? Kerry Packer owned that. He, he bought uh, our companies, my brother and I, and we weren't allowed to do any of our business for five years. It's a long time, five years. And that was why they paid the price that they paid. Very long price. A very, a very long time and a, a reasonable price, although not really. I tell you what, when you're not working, and, uh, and so, you know, I was doing all these other things. And then, um, anyway, so where am I going with this? Mm. I, don't, I, think, I, don't, I think I'll leave it there, but you know what I mean. You know, they, they just want to be mothers at home. Be honest about it. You know, the workforce is not a place for you women doing out there. You shouldn't be out there. You should be at home being a mother, the most important job in the world. You don't do very well in politics. You think you do, but you don't. You know, you're crook every month for a start. You know, you can't be conscripted for one thing. We can't force you to go and, again, and fight against an enemy against your will. But, you know, men can, all of us. I don't think women should be allowed to vote because of that, because of that one reason, nor should they be allowed to be in politics because they, could, they, don't, they don't know. They, don't, they can't be drafted. Their daughters can't be drafted, but they can draft men. What if you get a bunch of um, feminists there that are running the government that hate men? They could just say, we're going to go to war and we're going to draft all those young men and we're going to send them off to die on the battlefield. They can't, that can't happen to them. They cannot be drafted against their will to fight, conscripted. Can't happen. Therefore, they should not be allowed to vote. And nor should they be allowed to be politicians. That's my view. And I think it's a good foundation. If they could be conscripted like they can do in Israel, different kettle of fish. Because then they know that girls and boys will be going into war to die on a battlefield in a foreign land, but not unless they can be. So Israel, yes, politicians there. That's not, it's not nothing to do with. I'm not some um, what do you call it? Um, 
male chauvinist pig. Not at all. I believe the Bible. I believe that order. The order is God, man, woman. That's how I believe it. God, husband, wife, children. And that's how it should be. That is the order. And, you know, when the woman takes over and starts usurping the authority of their husband, that's when the trouble starts. And that's when the marriage breaks up. Because it's not a partnership. It's a marriage. It's bigger than a partnership. It's way different. It's way more... It's spiritual. It's a marriage. And you can think you can get, get married, you know, you know, these homos getting married and lesbians getting married and, and you know, all these people getting married, but it's not marriage. You know, unbelieving people getting married, oh, yeah, oh, it's not really marriage, not, not the way God designed it. So that's my thoughts anyway. 28 minutes passed, and I better leave you there, leave it there. And, um, uh, yeah, so get over to TNT Radio. They're fantastic. Um, He's, um, I, I don't enjoy listening to Patrick Henderson because I uh, not not since um, since when since well he's always been anti-Israel uh, about everything, and so many people are. I've lost a lot of friends because I do believe that Israel is God. They are God's chosen people. I love the Jews, and um, I think it's a spiritual thing. I think that um, perhaps they're not really Christians. These people, perhaps they're just fake Christians, but I love the Jews because they are. God's chosen people. And even though they, the Bible says they'll be brought back, he'll gather you back into that land in your unbelief. And then, then he is going, they're going to change. It's like the Valley of the Dry Bones. I think that is Ezekiel as well. I think 37, I think it is. But 36, Ezekiel in the Old Testament. He's an Old Testament prophet. And he talks about, um, you know, the, um, the restoration of Israel. And uh, Israel is not the Roman Catholic Church. Israel is not the church. We are not Israel. We're the church. We're, we're the bride of Christ. We're not the groom. Uh, sorry, we're not the, uh, the, the wedding guests or whoever it is. Well, um, I'm, I'm not sure. We, we don't really know. We've all got our interpretation of it. But I think uh, the, America is not Babylon. Babylon is a, is a religious system. A Babylonian goddess worship, if you read E.W. Bullinger, not E.W. Bullinger, that's another good book to read about the stars, um, Witness of the Stars. Um, this one's by Alexander Hislop, and uh, you, can, you can still get it. I've got um, my, my grandmother on my dad's side gave my father a copy of it in 1958, and my father gave me it, and I've got that still. Somewhere I think I bought another copy as well, but you're still available. So two of the most important things now, if you're going to have really important books other than the Bible, I would say, for me, my homeopathic books, the Materia Medicas, that's really important. But the most important is obviously your King James Bible, then I think a concordance. But now you've got your phone, you just type in a word, you know, like I type in um, for whosoever, you know, and then just put KJV after it when you're doing your Google search and it comes up with a verse comes up with everything. It's amazing. So you don't need a concordance, although you do, but not really. Um, I just use my, my phone to find things. Uh, if I were to find a verse, I can't remember. Sometimes I remember. Sometimes I'm sure the Lord just gives me a verse, you know, and tells me where it is and brings it to memory. And, you know, I'm naughty. I don't read my Bible very much these days, and I should be reading it. I should be just, like, meditating on it. My father used to meditate on the Word of God. My grandfather used to. And my great-grandfather used to. And I think my great-great-grandfather died of a drunk. (laughs) 
And yet he's the one that brought us out here in 1849, came out on the Larkin, I think, with all those kids. And he was pretty well, well off. Um, he named the road, road, road in Wellington Ebor Street. That's one of his roads. He, I think he had about, I think at one stage there in one of the poles, he had something about 20, 20 cottages, I think, in, um, not far from Manor Street. My, great, my great-grandfather built a building, the Edwards Building there in Manor Street, um, still standing today, four-storied. I think that was built in 1907. We always thought it was built in the, in the 1800s, uh, in the late 1800s, 1880, but that was the, when he formed his business, um, uh, Henry Dodsworth Edwards. Uh, that was his name. Named after Dodsworth, who was, my, who was married to my great-great-grandfather, who was, uh, she was Ellen Dodsworth. She, came, she married um, my great great grandfather Robert Edwards, and so they kept the name going, and they kept um, so that's why uh, my great grandfather was Henry Dodsworth Edwards, and then the children were often there's always an Ellen in there named after her because she was uh, Robert and Ellen were the ones that brought us to this land in 1849 into Wellington. They were actually on their way to um, I think it was Nelson. They were going to live there. But then they decided to go to Wellington. Anyway, so Ebor Street is named after the Roman fortress Eboricum. A lot of people don't know that. And when I went to York, I saw the buildings that my great-great-grandfather lived in, the houses still, still standing. Or well, one of them's not. Uh, one of them is they're built over the top of the fortress, actually, the Roman fortress there in York. But the other one, um, and the guy said, do you know how many people come in here and tell me, this is an optometrist, do you know how many people tell me that the, their ancestors lived here? He said, I get people all the time. I said, really? Well, ours were there in, uh, up to about 18, um, 18, I think they moved from that particular one, but eight, 18, uh, when did they come out? 49, sort of 1840s or something, they moved to another one, but that was being destroyed. But the one that's still standing is this, there was an optometrist there. And it's good, you can go on Google Maps now, which is, you know, rubbish, but uh, you can actually see... Um, the buildings. Well, I, I, I don't know. You know, when I arrived on the train, I came up from London and I got off that train in York and I just walked around that place and I felt like I'd come home. It's incredible, isn't it? All these foreigners. I actually felt like I had arrived at home and it was as though I'd been here before. It was amazing. But I hadn't, of course. Um, but I just walked around that place and I, and I was there with a girlfriend. She's a journalist, actually. And... Um, so we were over in the UK, and we went, and uh, uh, did I go with her? Yeah, yeah, she went up. With, she came with me. And um, we, yeah, and I was walking around, and poor, poor Miranda, I mean, I just left her. I mean, she wasn't interested in my family history, <laughs> but um, uh, I, think she, I think she had someone that was, had his head uh, put on the Micklegate bar, um, Henry Percy. She was related to him, so he must have pissed the king off and ended up um, getting his head put on Micklegate bar. I think as a Roman Catholic um, that's usually why, why, why they do that. So um, anyway, so it was just amazing walking around the lake there and uh, I can't remember, the River Ouse, is it? I think it's the River Ouse. And then um, Micklegate Bar and then what are some other places? Um, the Shambles, which is basically just where they do all their trading. And I thought it was a shambles because, you know, all the buildings were just about touching each other, you know, like the tops of the roofs, they were leaning. I mean, when you go to the UK, I mean, we think of old buildings here, but at least, you know, you can walk up the stairs, you know, that's fairly level and true and plumb. But, um, you know, even in London where I was staying, this um, Jewish family owned the building and, um, 
And so I was there and a really nice part in, in West London, actually, really quite a nice place, but it was up and down and higgledy-piggledy. And the same up in York. I mean, those built, the shambles is amazing. But uh, I loved York. I thought it was a um, fantastic place. And then I met, um, and they've got lots of universities in York, actually, lots of them. And beautiful little lake, little man-made lakes when you go from one university to the next, sort of went on a bit of a pub crawl with the, some students there. What else did I do when I was there? It was a bit, oh, a bit of fun, actually. Had I quite enjoyed it. It was in 1996, I think I went there. Sort of, yeah, uh, June, June 95. Oh, no, um, 96. Yeah, yeah, June 96, I was over there. And um, then, yeah, I, I thought it was marvellous. So, hey, the, the program's finished anyway. We finished at 8 o'clock, so, <laughs> so I'm just still talking here, um, talking to um, me, looking at Patrick Henningsen. And, um, oh, gosh, that's, I, don't, I don't know if it's a good idea now. How do I get rid of that? Get rid, get rid of it. It's confusing me. Um, I will move. I'll take, get rid of that. Oh, I can't see him now. All right, so let's go, go over to um, what am I going to do? I'm sticking around. I shouldn't really stick around. Talking, chin chin wagging. I should really go. Um, oh, there's a couple. Oh, look at that. A couple of people on Facebook there. Got two of you. You must have stumbled across me accidentally. <laughs> you must be friends anyway. Hi, thanks for thanks for coming on. Um, there is a chat, I think, actually on there. Oh, the chat. You know, I have a look on the chat. Yeah, no, no one said anything. I don't normally look at it. I have to say, sorry about that. And I certainly don't um, look at uh, Rumble anyway. So anyway, thanks for sticking around and uh, having a chat with me. And I might go and put the put the tea on now, make a cup of tea. And, uh, oh, gosh, I've got chooks to feed and ducks as well. And so you can see the um, – see, if you go to our Facebook page, I'll put things up, and I will put up Dennis Hall when him sculpturing and the interview that was done by Television New Zealand aired. They, they held it back purposely till after the election in 1984. Otherwise, uh, um, uh, Sir Robert Muldoon, he was called later, but Rob Muldoon, he would, have, he would have become Prime Minister again, and they didn't want that. The globalists didn't want that. They wanted to put their men in. They, they wanted to bring in and do the globalisation thing, which Barry Smith talks all about, where they, they actually privatise uh, companies which are, uh, sorry, um, enterprises which are owned by us. They are, what are the department, you know, all these departments, they're owned by the people, our, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, they pay taxes to go towards all the infrastructure, the railways and all that. And what these Flimmin fat communists did these globalist people like Richard Preble and the other one Roger Rogernomics, you know, and uh, and I I don't know about Longy really I think he's a leftist years probably, um, but so they privatised all of our and they turned them into state-owned enterprises, and then they could sell them off. Why? Because the globalists need to control everything. That's why. If and you can't have it, it being owned by the people, which is what we had. New Zealand, do you know in 1961, New Zealand didn't have any debt whatsoever in 1961 until the man from the World Bank, now called the IMF, came over and talked to Sir Keith Holyoke, our Prime Minister at the time, in 1961. How about a loan? <laughs> oh, you can do all this, all these things. You can really grow. We didn't need a loan. I don't know, I forget how many people were here then, over one and a half million or something. It wasn't that many. And uh, we were very prosperous. We, had, we owed nobody Anything, not a not a Pacific peso, <laughs> which is what we've got now, and uh, so we were so successful as a country, and now we are bankrupt, aren't we? Really, we are we are beholden to our masters that loan us the money. That's why the Bible says neither a lender nor a borrower be. Doesn't like lending. I know the Jews do a lot of lending because they're not allowed to do any trading, so you know they're involved in the banks. And oh, there's bad Jews. The Antichrist is going to be a bad Jew. 
He's going to be a bad Jew. He's not going to believe in the God of his father. He's going to be homosexual as well. Doesn't desire women. He's going to be beautiful. He's going to be handsome. Very handsome. Just like Lucifer was beautiful. And it says after he's assassinated, he'll lie in state for three days. And three nights probably. 